The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hello, friends. It's Jill and Carlene here in your AirPods, like we are every single Wednesday. You can count on that. We are two longtime beauty editors turned beauty podcasters. Hey there, Carlene. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Jill? I am so good. I am, you know, fresh off my Taylor Swift high in Tampa. (laughs) We were in New York together, Miami. It's just like there's a lot of things happening and I'm feeling really good about it. I totally agree. And the red carpet season continues. I know we have (laughs) we have so much eye candy to look at, which I personally love counting down the days till the Met Gala. By the time you guys hear this, it will have passed already. But I'm looking forward to seeing the looks. Oh, yeah. And it's so fascinating that it's all about Karl Lagerfeld. And, you know, (laughs) I was joking with you and, you know, he he was he appreciated a certain silhouette, I will say. Yes. Whether or not it's politically correct to say it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely he had a certain look that he favored. And I was like, nobody would have liked Ozempic more than Karl Lagerfeld. (laughs) I'm quite sure of that. Him with his Diet Coke can and his Ozempic shot in the arm like yeah I'm sure he's smiling down from heaven yes exactly we were talking about how at the Met Gala there <laughs> will sure to be a lot of slender physiques as there has been the last yes. few red carpet events but in all seriousness this episode is going to be great that you guys are about to hear because we are welcoming back legendary makeup artist Patty Dubroff This is her second time on our show. She was on back in July of 2019. Uh, She joined us for an episode all about Makeup Brushes 101. That was episode number 69, if you want to go back and have a listen. We knew we had to get her back, though, to get some of her actual makeup tips and tricks. You know, she started Mm -hmm. assisting Francois Nars back in the day more than 20 years ago. I think probably her biggest client right now that you see most often on her Instagram feed is Margot Robbie. She also Mm -hmm. works with Simone Ashley from Bridgerton. I miss that show. Elizabeth Olsen and so many more. Patty is a Chanel makeup artist and she also works with Walita quite often. And we did record this one a couple of months ago. We sat down with her. And since that time, Carly, Patty herself has gone somewhat viral as she was the makeup artist that Sophia Ritchie chose for the wedding of the year. It was for her nuptials to Elliot Grange in the South of France. And, you know, I could not stop watching these videos, like her behind the scenes videos at the Paris Chanel Atelier, where they created her three custom dresses. Like Mm -hmm. it's just exquisite work. And you kind of fall in love with Sophia and her personality because you always saw her kind of out and about tied to these her, you know, pretty famous bows in the past, but she herself really never stepped out. And she's only 24 and she's just, you know, incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, you see these celebrity weddings, but usually the star is already huge. And, you know, so you'll then you'll watch it. But and I know she's it's not like she was a nobody, but I feel like overnight since that wedding, she is now like she's the moment now. 
Yeah. So she herself only started, only joined TikTok the weekend of her wedding. Like that's a power move. How many followers does she have? Do you know? That I don't know. It was like at close to a half a million, I believe, over the, like after the weekend. I'm looking that up right now. Oh my God. She has 980,000 followers in less than one week. Wow. Amazing. In less than one week. So that's incredible. And I think she must have given permission for her beauty team to kind of like put it out there what she used because you don't often see them sharing. Mm, okay. Well, what was it? I need to I need to know some of the highlights. Give me the highlights real and then we yes. gotta jump into our interview. I, a lot of people don't know that Sophia Ritchie is actually the beauty director for Nude Sticks. Did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think there were a few fascinating things about her look. Number one, she didn't wear foundation on her wedding day, That's which shocking. is just to me. That is mind blowing to me. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I couldn't imagine going to a special event, even as a guest and not wearing foundation. Yeah. Like, I wish golf claps to the esthetician as well, because yes. that's the only yes. way that's going to happen. Really? I've been waiting for that to come out. I'm not entirely sure who did her skin prep mm-hmm. leading up, but mm-hmm. she looked incredible. And she is 24. We have to keep that yes, in mind, too. But so there was definitely a nice mix of like high, low and mastige. So she used like three different nude sticks products to get like the cheek look. And then there was a Chanel moment on the eyes, this like gold gloss that is sadly now discontinued. Oh. And Patty then also used Chanel Rouge Cocoa Balm lip color called Pink Delight. It's in the, one of those white tubes. I, I love believe the you Cocoa and I Balm. Both- Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I both are fans of that. Mm-hmm. She also used this really interesting lip contour from a brand called Dibs, which I had never heard of before. Never heard of it. But it's this product called the No Pressure Lip Definer. It oh. almost has a slight gray undertone. It's lip pencil. Okay. Okay. And I think the most surprising thing at all of all was that there was a drugstore mascara I used. Oh, which one? The Maybelline Lash Sensational Waterproof. Oh, yeah. Got to be waterproof. All the tears. 100%. I think that's what's great about Patty and her looks Mm -hmm. is that they really are minimalist. We're not talking about any crazy looks Mm -hmm. really that she does. She just does it so well. It's so polished. Mm -hmm. The skin's very fresh, but she doesn't do that overly dewy thing either. It's just mm -mm -mm, so good. So let's get into it. Patty is here to help us elevate our makeup looks Today, we're going to be chatting about why Patty believes that eyeliner is the new eyeshadow. I'm so with her on this point. We also yeah. find out how to achieve a 90s 3D lip. That's a look she created for Elizabeth Olsen back at the Oscars. She also lets us in on a celebrity makeup artistry secret, a trick she swears by for looking snatched under the eye area and the exact product she's using on many of her clients to achieve the most natural, beautiful brow. And she also walks us through a trick she calls zoning for mm. foundation, which mm-hmm. is involves two different application techniques. So you kind of get your own strobe light effect on your face. I hadn't really heard about that before. And as always, like I mentioned, we will link to every single product that we talk about over on our website, which is breakingbeautypodcast.com. Here she is, Patty Dubrock. <laughs> Friendly reminder to everyone that Mother's Day is the new birthday. Think about it. What's the more important day? The day that I passively entered this world, didn't have to do anything, took a tube ride, popped out the other end and started demanding everything from everyone or the days, that's plural, that I was in labor when my epidural only worked on one side 
give birth with one leg jackknifed into the air and basically suffered from PTSD afterwards. I mean, people deserve a cake and candles for that. Am I right? So if you're looking for a way to show some love this year, Macy's makes it so easy to tailor your gift hunt to the mom figure in your life with their handy dandy gift finder. You can shop by gift category. Maybe she's a fragrance queen. They have that Dior Jador perfume dough that Jill talked about before on our show. It's like a fragrance milk, alcohol-free, really meant to be worn on the skin. So lovely. Or maybe you want to click on pajamas and loungewear. I really like their Lily Silk matching sets. And if you're really stuck for ideas, you can shop by gift lists. These are curated roundups for every type of mom. For the mom who has everything, Lissy Silk pillowcases. Lauren Ralph Lauren straw bags for her next trip. There's floral printed coach wristlets. So beautiful. There's spa day at home gift ideas. I mean, which mom doesn't love that? They even have gifts for grandma. And the great thing about the Macy's gift finder is even if you can't be there with them in real life, maybe they're far away, you can always send them something nice or gift a friend who might be missing their mom, maybe burn a nice candle in their name. So Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder to make this Mother's Day a memorable one. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411 and sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand. Always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast, Patty. And I feel like what I need to do first is issue you a public apology because the last time you were on our show, I made you clean my makeup brushes. (laughs) (laughs) I clean a lot of makeup brushes, so it's just kind of par for the course. It's a daily event. But for for dramatic effect, it was like I brought my grossest (laughs) ones and I afterwards was like "Mm, that sounded better in theory than it was in practice and I made like one of the best makeup artists in the world clean my dirty brushes so I apologize for that no need to apologize (laughs) but I do hope that as a result you have been maintaining the cleanliness of your brushes yes (laughs) I am so we're going to talk to you today about not just makeup brushes (laughs) we're going to move on to your actual makeup tips because you are fantastic. And I'm going to show you a look that you'll be familiar with on Elizabeth Olsen from the Oscars. just a couple days ago. That's right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to talk about elevating people's makeup routine, like little tricks and tweaks. And so for this one, it's obviously all about the red lip. You guys can't see this, but Elizabeth just has her hair pulled back in like a center part. It's a very clean look. Her complexion looks flawless, a little bit matte, and she's wearing a red lip. But it's not one-dimensional. It seems like you've kind of done Mm -hmm. something to make it more interesting, like a level up on the classic red lip. So tell us about that. Well, I'm not sure if you saw, I posted on my stories, like at the inspiration board that I had sent to to Lizzie. But what it is, is it's a whole bunch of photos from the 90s. Specifically. I had a feeling. Specifically. Oh my God, where is this? Yeah, specifically, there's a lot of 
Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah. Winona Ryder. Uh Um, The idea was this kind of like 90s, you know, (laughs) this 90s glam and which very much in the ni- late, like kind of in that late 90s, like a bricky red was yes. like a thing, yes. you know? So, yeah. So I wouldn't call Lizzie's Elizabeth, Lizzie, I call her Lizzie, <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> I wouldn't call the lip a red lip. Mm-hmm. I'd call it a brick lip for okay. sure. Because, you know, like a red immediately comes to mind something that's more ruby yeah. or, you yeah. know. Or like a blue red. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fire is- engine or whatever. So this is really like a brick. Yeah. And what the way that I achieved it was I first used a very deep brown, kind of a deep orangey brown mm-hmm. as a base. Mm-hmm. It's a Chanel color number two on two. Remember? Memory. Oh, whatever wow. reason. Visual memory. <laughs> Only because I wanted to make sure that it was in stock and all that stuff. Right. And then on and then after that, I used a darker brown, like, mm-hmm. a, again, a, a orangey brown lip liner mm-hmm. to contour out the shape of the lip. So, again, those two dark tones were really forming the base and then a blot. And then in the center, I used like a very fiery red pencil, a thick pencil, jumbo pencil. OK, I'm not going to say who made it because mm-hmm. I it's not Chanel. It's but a it someone else. It's but it was Brands. a very fiery <laughs> shade uh-huh. of a of a matte, bright orangey red, mm-hmm. only in the center. Okay. And then I kind of pressed that around, had her had her like mush her lips and blot it, and that's what formed the kind of the the really gave it that fire intensity, but it had yeah. that really deep base. Mm-hmm. So that's how I did it. So yes, the dimension was definitely a thing that yeah. I worked to achieve. And then the skin was super simple. There's the slightest amount of like a matte kind of peachy okra to frame out the eye. Mm-hmm. You know, the lashes simple. Like really everything is a very simple so that the lip would stand out. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing I've really come to learn is that even for like these giant big important red carpets. Of course you want polish and you want finish, but by overcomplicating, mm-hmm. it just can like overly hide the person. Oh, right. Interesting. You yeah. know, like, yeah. like don't overcomplicate it. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Even yeah. for Margot's look, it was elevated, but it wasn't overly complicated. Yeah. Definitely. It wasn't like, ooh, I need to do a smoky eye. It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, yeah. a little bit of black eyeliner, smudge it and add a lot of mascara. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just like she would do if she was going out on her own. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you about foundation, because as you mentioned, you know, the look you did for Elizabeth Olsen, the look you did for Margot Robbie here, how... It is a simple look, but it is so elevated. So what are your tricks for foundation that are kind of the game changer that people might not be or just complexion? And, you know, she's got this great sort of whiter highlight through here. What mm-hmm. what can you like share her on eye. that front? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely spending time prepping skin mm-hmm. yeah. so that the skin looks very much alive yeah. and very juicy and very, you All know, right. skin so Skin so juicy. Yeah. Um, so prepping the skin, super important. I was very lucky on Oscar Day. Margot had had her skin prepped by an incredible facialist who who's in New York, was here mm-hmm. taking care of a lot of girls, okay. Fabrizio Armand. Uh-huh. So she came to me with skin perfectly prepped. If that wouldn't have happened, I would have spent time working, you know, with a few different tools, a microcurrent, mm-hmm. like a cold tool, reefer rollers, et cetera, to really like give the skin 
and enlivening, you know, and enlivening by mm-hmm. stimulating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then it's also, you know, the prep of the skincare product. So something that is like, you know, not too oily, but has a good rich moisture on the perimeter. And then something that's mattifying through the center. So I don't have to rely on a lot of powder. Okay. So that mattification is like kind of built into the first layer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Instead of applying a lot of like greasy or whatever foundations through the center and then having to try to mattify it after with powder. Mm -hmm. So I try to keep it matte first and apply thinner layers. And then with the foundation, just like the lipstick, it's multiple shades. You know, I, there were, there's three shades of foundation that go into making it look like she has no foundation on her face. Three shades of foundation, you know, two shades of concealer at least. Yeah. You know, one for the center and one for the, if there's anything that needed coverage along the sides or Mm -hmm. whatever. And then a good dose of loose powder, not a uh, minimal, but you know, finding the right balance between a good dose of loose powder and a minimal dose of loose powder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really it's multiple shades, yeah. you know, that that are important for giving once again dimension. Yeah. You can't rely on one thing because if you pick like a foundation shade that's based on your cheek, mm-hmm. it's going to look too dark for the center of your face. Mm-hmm. So okay. my like kind of my way to like help people find their shades is swatch foundation on your neck, mm-hmm. in the center of your neck. And that's going to be the shade that's going to match the center of your face. So okay. you want there to be that continual line between the neck through the center of the face. Mm-hmm. That's a brightness that opens up things. Mm-hmm. And then swatch foundation on your cheeks and your forehead. And there may be, you know, you may that's where you may realize you you need one more shade or two more shades, depending on if you have discolorations mm-hmm. or things like that. So, so and these shades should disappear. It should they, disappear. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. But the important thing is not thinking that the shade that disappears on your cheek is going to be right for the center right. of your face or vice versa. Yeah. You put that middle of the center of the face shade on your cheek, it's going to be too light. Mm, it's yeah. going to make you look like a moon face. Yeah, right. You put that cheek shade on the center of your face, it's going to make you look kind of dark and heavy through the center and not bright and open. Okay. So those two at least are so important. We need a name for this technique because this (laughs) is the kind of shit that goes viral on TikTok, (laughs) but it just needs that name. You know, it's like we need the double foundation or like the something. People talk about it. And, you know, I've heard, you know, underpainting and all of those viral things it's just stuff makeup artists always do oh, totally. and then someone's yeah. like oh they TM let's give it, it a thing. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely good old TikTok. the patty hat trick that's what i'm calling it i mean and then also <laughs> i've got like at least you know i've got bronzer i've got blush all of that giving more and more dimension, dimension. okay we're gonna reel it back for one second so you talked about i loved this idea of like almost zoning the base before you even put on the foundation. You talked about using something on the perimeter. Moisturizer. Moisturizer. Mm -hmm. And then something more mattifying. Mm -hmm. So what did you use? Because that in itself is like, that is such a fantastic. I'm not going to talk about products specifically. Like I'd rather not, you know, like. But not a primer. I know in the center of the face is a primer. Okay. But it's specifically one that is not illuminating. I would say use one that's called mattifying or pore minimizing. Those are the things that are going to be more mattifying, blurring, and create more of a matte base. Primers that are illuminating, I think, are a waste of time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Always, because 
an illuminating primer is just going to enhance wrinkles, mm-hmm. fine lines. It's just, yeah, it's I, I know from experience. Yeah. yeah. And then in terms of moisturizer, it's whatever's right for your skin, but it's something that's like, you know, has, you know, some kind of denser hydration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I personally always get tripped up on that because, you know, so many makeup artists do say that it's about the skin prep. And I'm just like terrified to put like an I'll, I'll name check some things like an Embryolise or like a magic cream because I just feel like it's going to all just slide away. Well, it's yeah. very using very little okay. of those, you know, like, you know, skin well, to skin food is yes. a, a perfect example of yeah. it's an excellent, you know, cream to use yeah. for that perimeter but you need very 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 little yeah you know like and it's we're like talking about how much like a pin a size pin, tiny bit yeah. tapped into the fingertips okay and then tapped into the face it's not like smearing on a whole bunch yeah because the more you smear on then everything's going to smear off yes. easily yeah. too you know yeah. and the when you use the foundation again you're kind of zoning do you use a different finish in the center versus the sides or it depends on it depends skin? on what's going yeah. on with the skin you know i i it depends what's going on with the skin, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty much, I have some foundations, Japanese foundations that mm-hmm. I love. I can name check. It's Saku. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keeps I'm, coming up, yeah. this brand. Yeah. It's, Every makeup I mean, artist. It's, it's flawless. I literally have been using Saku foundations for more than a dozen years. Wow. Maybe yeah. we're going on like 14 yeah. when I discovered it in the UK. They sell it here. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Sorry. I discovered it in Japan, actually. Okay. Maybe it's more than 14 years, but they are very, they sell in the UK and in, in France, sadly not in America. Yeah. But I have a connection. Oh. <laughs> and I'm really loyal. Yeah. 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 Highly loyal. Okay. And sometimes I'll, you know, use, I mean, I use other concealers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chanel also makes a beautiful, the number one from the number one range. Yes. The foundations are beautiful. Yeah. And, and I will use those when I want something really more sheer and more light. Not that Saku's heavier, but Saku has been like, I, I'm just a creature of habit. Yeah. yeah. Pausing to shout out one of our show partners, Vacation. So I first discovered Vacation on Instagram a couple of years ago, and it was honestly like stumbling upon somebody's Club Med vacation photos from 1985. Like that's the whole vibe. And I was instantly drawn in. So I like their sunscreens. I want to wear their merch. Now they even have a vacation perfume. It's called the Vacation Eau de Toilette. I am wearing it right now. So it's got the nostalgia-inducing scent of classic sunscreen notes like coconut, banana, pineapple, and orange blossom with unmistakable poolside aromas as well. So there's like pool water and even pool toy and swimsuit lycra. And what I really appreciate about it as a beauty editor is that it is a fine fragrance. They tapped a couple of industry icons to create this scent, one of them being Rodrigo Flores Rue, who I have interviewed many times. And he is the perfumer famously behind Clinique's Happy And I just think it's a really beautiful scent. It's not overpowering. It feels soft on the skin. And I can't wait to be wearing it all summer long. And great news. Listeners of the podcast get 20% off their entire order with code beauty at vacation.inc. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. Once again, listeners of the podcast get 20% off their entire order of vacation with code beauty at vacation.inc. That's spelled V-A-C-A-T-I-O-N dot I-N-C and use code beauty for 20% off your entire order. 
So we just wanted to get into that next step that you mentioned, the, you know, the contouring, the blushing. Tell us what you might recommend to the woman at home that she might not have thought of for like just elevating that next step in the. Yeah. So the next step, like what what I after foundation, then I'll go in with like a kind of a stipple brush, Mm -hmm. which is one that's not too dense, that has a little air in it and a cream bronzer and one Mm -hmm. that doesn't have a shimmer. And I'll go around and I'll start kind of like framing again, this framing the face with that bronzer Mm -hmm. to and kind of where the sun shines, Mm -hmm. but like really using it as a frame, perimeter, forehead. Is it like that three shape that we used to be taught about? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, without getting to 80s, you know, at all. I know. (laughs) But, you know, keeping it under the cheekbone, Uh keeping, you know, it looking like where the sun would actually hit. Yeah. Blending that in really well. And then and then on the apples of the cheek, adding a blush that is complementary, but also for the, in this case, quite warm. Yeah. So I didn't want the blush to have, I didn't want the blush to look like a color. I wanted it to look just like a healthy flush from the sun. Mm-hmm. So using a, another cream blush that has a little more brightness than a bronze, but not too far off from a bronze, that on the apples of the cheek. And then, you know, going back with the concealer and really making sure that those kind of like sharp, not sharp, but like that kind of like that open upwardness mm-hmm. along the sides of the eyes stays open and the blush didn't interfere with that. Does that make oh, sense? Yeah. Yes. You don't want to get too, you know, you don't want to get the blush too close to the eye because then it all gets, you don't have that brightness anymore. Mm-hmm. And then after a light dusting of powder at the end, then there's like a, a sh- you know those balm balm de Chanel's? Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're yeah. so beautiful, and they like are. the transparent is mm-hmm. amazing. The bronzy one is amazing, yeah. but I actually use the new one, the red one. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. and that red one, it's it, because it's got that sheerness. I did. It wasn't adding a lot of color. It was just adding this kind of like lift. Yeah, like a brightness, yeah. and I use that like on the top of the cheekbone. Okay, not too close to the eye. Again, I didn't want the color up there, but more like on the top of the cheekbone towards the towards the apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to lift it all. Yeah, give it a little bit of brightness. Yeah. So this is uh, the bomb is the one, guys. Who, who when you're listening, it's the one that's in a stick, and it's a, a bit of a highlighter. It's a highlight. It's actually it is, it is a yeah. highlighter, and yeah. I think it's an excellent highlighter for you know women who are older also because it doesn't have like little bits of glitter which yeah. can, you know accentuate very wearable lines and whatever it's super wearable yeah and it's wearable on the eye on the cheek you know even on the lip in a yeah. pinch it can like yeah. open up you know like make lips feel less yeah yeah that that chanel bronzer is so iconic at this point the one that's in the yeah. cream and that's pot. what i used yeah. exactly is there any there's, new you know, way of wearing that that you're well there's it? new shades yeah mm-hmm. and so that's what really makes it new because yeah. you know for so long it was just that one yeah that one iconic shade which was beautiful for very fair skin but yeah. not really great for people that weren't very fair so yeah. now there are a few more shades okay. and i even go and use the very darkest one uh-huh. minimally to like use it again as a contour with a c right. instead of a yeah Tell us more about, you mentioned the concealer at the end to kind of clean up. I thought that was a great tip too. Yeah, it's not adding a lot of more extra layers of yeah. product, mm-hmm. but it's more like what's left on the brush after that brush that was used for the center of the face, which, yeah. you know, is the brightening shade. Right. Using that to really just like having that always around to make sure that there's a a, a clean and 
I don't want to say sharpness, but there is a bit of a sharpness, a clean sharpness on the sides of the eye, like, mm-hmm. like kind of giving a lift. Yeah. Lifting. It's, it helps lift the eye. Lift right. The, lift the eye, lift the face. Yeah. You know? I think that's a great tip for like a, you know, a final just sort of yeah, cleaning it's, up. It's a final lifting. thing. It's always like really make sure, even yeah. after doing eye makeup, go back yes. and make sure that, you know, so many people when they're doing their eyeshadow, they're following the shape of their eye. And when they get to the corner, they're following that corner shape, which maybe has a little bit of a downward. Yeah. Hmm. And if you go a little bit too much downward, this it's going to drag the this whole is me. thing yeah. down. So oh. then you take your concealer brush yeah. and you just swipe it along mm-hmm. that edge. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm making noises. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, swipe it along that kind of corner edge and that'll lift you up, lift yeah. you back up. Yeah. Lift up you up. Toward like the corner of your brow. Right? Qu- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Corner of the eye, up towards the corner of the brow, up towards the temple. Yeah. Great tip. Let's talk about brows because that is like the hidden, not so hidden, but like the subtle detail that, you know, can make such a difference on a person's face. So do you have any tips? Yeah, I'm I'm also like, I guess I'm just like a less is more kind of person. Yeah, I don't want to be blocking brows out or overdoing it or, you know, I'm pretty old school. It's like, you know, a little bit of fill in, try to give the arch a lift, but not make it look like there's like a ton of heaviness in there. Um, Tone's important. I'm always trying to use the lightest tone possible, Uh you know, to get in a, like the lightest tone possible to get the effect of depth yes. before going to something darker. So right, I'm going to yeah. look for the highlight color as okay. opposed to the root color. Oh, okay. you know, smart. So for you, I, yeah. you know, your hair is darker at the root. Yeah. I'm going to like try to find that lighter shade yeah. of, of warm brown. Yeah. And not go to the darkest shade. Yeah. And maybe have the darkest shade around if there's a spot that's a little more stubborn yeah. that I you know, need an extra fill in or if it'll just be that like one little spot that'll give yeah. the lift, but but not going to the darkest shade right? straight away. Yeah, definitely. And it, and brushing, like yes. applying and then brushing, applying and then brushing. I really I do like these pens a lot that Christy Stryker has made. Oh, yeah. You know, she has yes. a, a line K.S. And Co. I mm-hmm. think she's yeah, calling it. That's right. And you know those brow pens have been around for quite a while. In you know, like a lot of the Asian brands have mm-hmm. had them. But the the frustrating thing is the tones would kind of turn a little green, yeah. or be a little too dark, or you know, and especially the blondes would turn a little green. I feel like Christy really got it right with the tones and the texture. Okay, she did it right. So that's, I've been using those a bit. That's and, amazing. Yeah. And yeah. I, where do you start putting the color in the brow? Because I think a lot of people start right by their eye, but I no, I don't told start. There yeah, I don't by the arch. I kind of not even the arch and not even the inner corner. It's kind of like I kind of start with the underline okay. of the the inner. How do I say it? The not the closest to the bridge of the nose, mm-hmm. but kind of in that zone. I'll start with that under fill it, making sure that that underline there, uh-huh. that inner part, is strong, and then work to the to the highest point. Okay, and then the edge. And then I'll go back and do the innermost corners gently and put it on and then usually take it off because I find personally when it's too strong and harsh on that inner point, it can look a little aggressive. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And the pens, like I've been afraid of the pens because they're strong. Like they they give quite a bit of Christy's aren't that strong. Oh, okay. Hers are a little bit less strong than some of the other ones. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Some of them. And then you also... Like the pomades. I'm just like... Yeah, it can be too intense. Or the pomades, you have to be 
very, very minimal, like have a little bit on the brush and it's the tiniest little flicks. It's almost like you're drawing a hair at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Hair by hair. Right. Pencils are more forgiving. You don't have to be as hair by hair. Yeah. Yeah. But they also can look kind of heavier and denser. Right. Okay. Gotcha. All right. And what are we doing with eyeshadow these days? Carlene and I were talking about this, how there was, you know, it was just like the era of the makeup palette. Like there was Mm. like a million palettes launching all the time with eyeshadow. And then it just kind of feels like maybe there's not quite as much innovation or the looks are definitely changing. So how are you using eyeshadow now? Is it cream? Is it powder? Is it matte? Is it frost? What are you doing? I don't use a whole whole lot of eyeshadow anymore. I mean, I definitely have some and they're generally, it's in there. It's just more hidden. Yeah. And I'll usually start with like a creamy pencil to give contour or a creamy shadow uh-huh. that's usually flat and matte. That is like a, I'm contouring the eye, shaping the eye, mm-hmm. uh-huh. giving the crease depth and buffing it away as if it was contour on the skin. The same technique of like carving out and then blending, blending, blending. So it's disappears. Mm-hmm. The same thing with a creamy shadow. I'll use a creamy bone or like a skin tone or mm-hmm. bone tone shadow to brighten the center of the lid. Buff, buff, buff. And then I'll like the lightest, like fluffy dome brush of matte shadow that matches that pencil to just set it, mm-hmm. but not layering shadow, shadow, shadow. And then usually kind of mainly I'll put a little bit of brightness for, you know, if I'm doing that clean eye or that gently sculpted eye, there will be like something that adds a little like light to the center of the lid, but it's, it can be a balm stick. Okay. So it can be moist mm-hmm. or it can be the tiniest little bit of shimmer, but it's like so specific and placed like in the center of the lid. And then my finger is moving it to diffusing almost it out. diffusing it and like taking away a lot of the kind of quote unquote frosting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not into like an eyeshadowy look right now. Yeah. It feels yeah. feels dated. I think yeah. that's a great tip too, honestly, for women at home if they do want to add a bit of color is pencils when... are great. Pencils yeah. are your friends. I'm sorry I cut you off. Oh, that's okay. I pencils are my friends. Like yeah. if I want to sneak a color in, yeah. I'll pull out the pencils and maybe put like a navy blue liner mm-hmm. really close to the lash line and give it a smudge and that's a way to sneak in a little yeah. bit of color. Yeah. Pencils are good places to add accents of tone, mm-hmm. color. Yeah, color. I agree. I agree. It's funny. We were just talking about this the other day. I was like, Jill, I haven't, there's no palette, eye palette that I recommend or even use. I'm actually using more of like a face palette mm-hmm. and I just use that on my, mm-hmm. on my eyes instead. And, you know, yeah. but I do like this idea too, that you said of like picking up a color and what you're wearing. Cause if people are a little bit lost and they're like, oh, I might want to try and play mm-hmm. with a bit of color and like, mm-hmm. look at what you're wearing. That's what you oh, as absolutely. professionals do. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the outfit is this yeah. is, you know, it's obviously the, the woman and her face is the jumping yeah. off point, but like the outfit is the next most important mm-hmm. thing. And then if the clothes are neutral, then it's like, well, what color is the jewelry? Is right. there anything right. there? Is it gold or silver? You know, it's like, you, you know, looking for all the cues for something that will help bring harmony. Yeah. And it's really, it's not mm-hmm. about matchy matchy, but it's about harmonization. Right. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Nutrafol. So with Mother's Day around the corner, it's time to pay homage to the wonder of motherhood. But there are some things that maybe aren't so wonderful. And one of those things that nobody told me was how your hair can start to fall out after breastfeeding. 
I distinctly remember the crown of broken hairs all around my hairline. It was like a micro mullet of the worst kind. And it was actually my hairdresser who told me that this was completely normal. But I still walked away thinking there was nothing I could do about it. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you're among them, know you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Let me throw some more numbers at you. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. In fact, more than 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. But there's more than one reason that your hair might be thinning. There's stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. And Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting all five causes through whole body health. They actually offer three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. And each formula is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients in consistently effectively dosages. So you know you're getting the most reliable results. In one clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You might even experience thicker, stronger, and faster growing hair in as little as three to six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BREAKING to save $10 off your first month's subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BREAKING. Okay, mascara, any tips that, you know, what you get asked about most? What's the one game changer there? Well, I kind of go between using mascaras Mm -hmm. or Lashify, depending Mm -hmm. on who and where and what and when. Yeah. Because, and I don't use any other false lashes. And if I don't use Lashify, I I use mascara. I don't, I just, you know, I want like, it's all about that, it's all about that brush, really, you know, it's all about that brush. I, it's again something I don't want to overcomplicate matters, but I'm going to find the best mascara possible. For me, those are Chanel. Yeah. For me, the new Chanel is the most beautiful one. The long one? The longer one. Yes. It's the brush is really nice because you, it's a really good like comb. Yeah. You know, I love La Volume if I want something chunky and mm-hmm. dense and someone's got like a, a, a lot of lash already and I can just, I don't have to be too particular, but if I really want to comb it through, comb it through that newer one. Yeah. I, I don't even know what it's called. I'm forgetting right now, but it's the longer one. Yeah. yeah um, I know that's the one. my go-to. Is it the and noir one? The one that you noir, call the lin- limousine? Yeah. I called it the limousine. The noir the allure mascara. Mascaras. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the extra long. It's the long one. That <laughs> yeah. has like, yeah, it kind of like pulls like, out as if it was a lipstick. Yeah. Yes. It is the most beautiful brush. Yeah. So I know they came out with it in red. Yeah. I used the, the red. Summer. Yeah. I used the red on Simone Ashley the other day on her bottom lashes. Oh, and it was cool. really cool. Like she was a little bit like, oh, red on the bottom. I was like, it's just going to, it just makes the whites of the eyes even brighter. Oh, okay. I love colored mascaras. Like yeah. as a little hint, like a little like yeah, something hidden a little in there. To but it. Yeah. yeah. The redness is really great for making the whites of the eyes brighter. Oh, really? It's an interesting phenomenon. There you go. Leave it to Chanel. Another out. And (laughs) it's probably, and it's limited edition, I'm sure. So if you want to get it now, you'll never see it again. Just like those cool bombs. Do you have, uh, do you use a... 
curler. I do. Yeah. Absolutely. I use the Surratt one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Most girls like a curl. There are some girls who say, no, I don't like to curl my lashes. Oh, you that's know. funny. Yeah. It's a very kind of small percentage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, always a curl. It's like the difference of the blinds in a room being ha- drawn. Yeah halfway yeah and there's not as much light in the room yeah and then you lift the blinds and you get all the light in the room it's yeah. the same thing with the lashes you lift the lashes and there's more light right yeah i need uh, to stop i love that analogy that step yeah <laughs> it's i mean i'm not wearing any makeup now but if i were to wear makeup it's like or if i'm not even to wear makeup but i want to elevate a little i'll curl my lash because yeah I'm like, boom yeah, oh, got it. And you, I noticed that you do use Lashify quite a bit. I, so. I do. I use yeah. it on myself when yeah. I'm wearing makeup. Yeah. Um, and I do use it on some clients and I am obsessed. I'm yeah. obsessed with how it's the first time I've used false lashes that don't look like fake, that they, that they don't look like fake lashes, that right. they yes. actually have the ability to look like they're growing out of your eyes, yeah. eyeballs, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've played around. I'm not good great at putting them on yeah it takes it's a yeah. little bit of a learning curve yeah. but i actually find it much easier to do on myself than yeah. on other people i've heard that from other makeup artists um yeah. just because well i mean i don't love doing lashes on anybody yeah. period yeah. it's not my thing and you know there's something for everybody yeah. but on myself i can do it so fast now yeah. literally mm. bing bang boom it's just about getting used to where to look mm-hmm. and you know your angles and and erasing anything you knew about lashes. That's so true. False lashes. So true. You gotta, it's almost like, like my friend Sahara who developed it. She said makeup artists have the, can be the ones who have the hardest time mm-hmm. because they have to unlearn something. Yeah. Yeah. To, to do something new. Yeah. And yeah. basically, if you guys haven't tried it, it's like it goes under the lashes instead of on top. So that's the biggest difference. Yeah. And it's like, and there's no glue or there's a bond, a, that, bond. a bond, but you apply it as if it looks like, like a thin a, mascara. Yeah. Oh, OK. So, so the it, bond goes on the lashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the each of the clusters. Yeah. They kind of click on or connect to yeah. that bond okay. under the lash. Mm-hmm. And then you have to fuse them together. There's a little clamper that comes with it. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. a patented. Yeah. Like a, a few. It fuses them together. It's She's an inventor. It's an inv- innovation. Like, you know, you don't see that. That's yeah. something that's completely brand yeah. new. Yeah. It's very rare in the beauty space where yeah. there is something that's brand new. So yeah. this is truly like a lash extension at it home. Is. Yeah. It is. It, well, that's exactly what yeah. it was developed mm-hmm. as to take... You know, like, again, Sahara, who developed it, she was a lash extension kind of person. Yeah. And she just was getting frustrated with having to go for those fill-in appointments. So tell us about, is there anything that we missed? Anything that's like a huge potential difference maker in people's makeup routine? Just being true to who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and not trying to, like, fit into some TikTok trend box, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, yeah, try the things out. But, like, really, like... You know, I I think that the most beautiful women are the ones who feel utterly confident in what they they believe, Mm -hmm. who they believe they are and how they express themselves. So, you know, and that I don't know, I'm just I, I don't love when people feel like they need to like cookie cutter follow trends. Yeah. And so like really like, yes, acknowledging that there's inspiration out yeah. there, but like what's, who are you and yeah. what makes you feel like you? Right. And, and like be true to that, yeah. you know, and, and take a little more time in making sure that your skin like looks and feels it's best before slapping a bunch of stuff on top of it. Yeah. And that for me is like the biggest thing I've learned in my, as I've gotten older is that mm-hmm. yes, makeup can enhance you, 
But if your skin doesn't have vitality already, you know, you're just trying to you're trying to find a way to make the skin look vital. Have let the skin have its vitality and then enhance it instead of trying to recreate that that it doesn't have. Right. Yeah. So that's about, you know, health and yeah. well-being and, mm-hmm. and enlivening things. I'm a big believer in, you know, stimulate and enliven instead of, you know, basically paralyzing. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Patty. This yeah. was a joy. I learned so much from you. Me too. I really did. And continue to share all of your behind the scenes stuff on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Thank you so much, thank Patty. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.